Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our web- website at oalaig.org where you'll find several speaker feeds with over 400 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Rochelle. I'll get warm. <laughs> um, hi, everybody. My name is Rochelle, and I am a compulsive overeater. And I'm not wearing a coat because I'm fat. I'm wearing a coat because it's cold. <laughs> First time in my life. Um, I'm from the Midwest, and when it's cold, it's like seven below zero, and, and uh my hands, you know, I'm a piano player, so my hands had to be in two pair of gloves, and my body was always wrapped up so much that, uh, well, I'll go back a little bit and tell you that I've been a compulsive overeater since before I was born. So, um, and to clear the air, I was born in 33. Not 1833, but 1933. And that makes me, uh, as of December this month, that makes me 83. Now, I want to tell you that I started OA the first time I was 28. And OA was brand new. It was uh, two years old in 1962, right here in L.A., and um, I had great success. I had seven years of abstinence. I lost, uh, I I don't remember how many pounds. I was 191 when I came in, and I got underweight for a while, and it was wonderful. (laughs) Uh, And uh, I got down to 118 and I was living on 300 calories a day. Uh, it wasn't. It was time before the the uh, gray sheet even. They didn't have that. They didn't have diets at all. You had to figure out your own eating plan, just like it is today. And um, I was on such a high that when I got anorexic, I thought, "This is life. This is life." Um, And living that way, uh, I had a buzz all the time. I didn't know what buzz meant, but the more starving I was, uh, first time I ever found that out, um, I was uh, around 30, 30 years old, and I thought, this is life. It's much better to be anorexic than to be fat. And and I use the word fat because I never did before. It's only in program I can say fat and I, I don't cringe. Because, when you know, kids are really cruel. When you're a kid and someone calls you fat, you want to kill them. And, you know, you want to, you want to, and you're mortified and you can't say anything, so you go home and you cry. And you come back the next day and you hope nobody remembers. Um, but... I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, but I was a compulsive eater. And when I found that out, 
it really helped me because it's like tonsillitis or uh, heart, heart condition. Calling it a disease, even taking the word apart, dis and ease, um, I felt much better about myself because I thought something's wrong with me, that I had to eat over my feelings, and my feelings, you know, playing music was all about feelings, and of course I loved, I loved that. That was the only thing I can say good about whether you're fat or thin. Music, uh, to me, is pretty close to a higher power. And so uh, I went through school and uh, had a weight problem, but 13 and a half, uh, I got up to my top weight at that time. And uh, my mother said there's a new doctor in town, and nobody knows about him except this one gal who lost a lot of weight, and that's all I had to hear. And uh, I started pills and shots and everything, like uh, the founder, Roseanne, who I knew personally, uh, she uh, had the same problem with uh, pills and shots and doctors. And I started that route, and um, that was, I guess, my first buzz. Uh, when you're on dexedrine and benzedrine and all of these things, you know, uh, Sure, I got the weight down, but I can't say it was a guarantee because I never knew if I'd stop taking all that and just want to eat because I had to be very careful, always. And, um, you know, living that life uh, up until uh, I, I left away and uh, I, I'm moving around, but you know all what it is to be different different from your neighbors, different from your friends. All my friends were thin. They were all trying to gain weight, and I used to give them my lunch and say, here, you know, and then I'd be starving, and uh, I'd have to go to the bakery to take care of it. You know, I mean, it was frustrating as a kid. As a, a young woman uh, in college and everything, I was in music school, so I was happy. Uh, actually, my weight went down without pills as long as I was studying and uh, uh, just really threw myself into school, music school. Indiana had a great music school, and uh, I, had, I was on probation before because I learned to play boogie and jazz when they wanted Bach and Beethoven and Brahms. So, you know, the three Bs. So they said, what do you play? And I said, oh, I play Slaughter on 10th Avenue. And what is this Slaughter? <laughs> and I said, oh, and I played it for them. I played Bumble Boogie. I played Malaguena. Anything I liked, I could play. Uh, I didn't read music that well, but I could just play it. So I come in, but the gal before me was a graduate student from the Paris Conservatoire of Music. And she played piano like everything they wanted. And she, she walks out with a smile, and I walked out very sad because they didn't like anybody but long hair, you know. And not that I'm bluegrass or anything, but, you know, 
I, I like to move with music, and my head was bopping up and down, and the first thing they did was hold my head down and said, you know, when you play, you let your hands do all the work and your arms, your shoulders, but keep that head. And I had, really, I had to wear a heavy hat. That, that's, you know, well, I could go on and on about all the things, but that was one time I forgot about my weight, and... Um, I thought I looked pretty good. I mean, as I look at it now, I was still a couple sizes up. But um, I, I didn't. I didn't dwell on the weight. I dwelled on something much better. So I guess by the time I came back to OA in my 60s, the second time, um, that was in 1998. And I came back with a heavy black coat on in the summer. And uh, I sat in the back row, and I didn't speak, and I was praying nobody remembered me from the days when I was super skinny. And nobody did because everybody was new. And to me, they were all new. And um, I felt this is the last, last house on the block. And even if I don't like it, I have to stay here because this is the only thing that ever worked. And believe me, I tried all of them. So uh, I tried Jenny Craig and Weight Watchers. I gained a pound a week every week. <laughs> and, you know, Diet Center, I ate more apples than anyone I know. I can tell you about each one because I would always change it. You know, I would say... You can't expect me to do this. Uh, Lindora, I lost a lot of weight, but the fast, that was the great one. I did it twice. I lost 100 pounds each time. And then I said, I will never be cut because I don't want to go through that. And my brother, uh, I'll, I'll send this book around because there's pictures of me. Um, but... Anyway, my brother was a 500-pound fella, and uh, he, he had been sent up to uh, Mayo's Clinic twice. He lost 100 pounds the first time, and he came home and uh, got married. The marriage didn't last. It lasted all of six months, and... Uh, uh, then he started eating again, and uh, finally, he had the same ups and downs like I did, but he had them where it was dangerous. At 19, he uh, had a heart attack on the doctor's table because he was going to see if he had to join the, the Army at that time. And the doctor says, you don't have to worry, fella. Uh, you'll never make it. Uh, the Army doesn't like flat feet. But on top of it, you just had a heart attack. So instead of telling my folks, he came home and told me, his younger sister. And I said, well, what are you going to do about it? And he said, I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. And I, I really, even though I didn't like him, because he was always mean to me. He was four and a half years older, and, and he didn't like a little brat around, you know. But... I felt so bad, and I said, I think we should tell Mom and Dad. He said, no. 
Anyway, he lost a little weight. He got through college. He uh, had been through college. He this this time when he got married, he was very slim and trim, and he met somebody who he thought that you know she would accept him the way he was, but he didn't stay that way, and she didn't stay that way. I mean, it was over maybe yeah, it was six months. And then he started eating like, and my mother said, you know, there's something wrong with him. I said, Mom, he's not the only one. I, I eat crazy, too. And she says, no, but you, you control it. <laughs> and I thought, oh, yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't say anything, but I controlled it all the way to the top weight. So when I came back in OA, I, um, I... Uh, actually, I had so much weight to lose that I thought, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And the doctor, I had a cardiologist already um, who said to me, you're never going to live to see your children grow up. You're never going to know what grandkids are. If you don't do something, you're, going, you're not going to make it. And I said... I said, you didn't have to tell me that. And he said, look, I can't do it for you. Uh, he was very honest with me. I mean, that was better than a lot of the doctors. They would give me pills and whatever and, and leave. But he, he really cared, but he had no idea what a compulsive overeater is. And uh, I said, you know, I think I'm going to go to OA because that's the only thing in my whole life that ever helped me. And he said, well, you got to do something. And he, he seemed really, you know, like he has the answer, but all the answers he had didn't mean I could do them. And so uh, I, I really, I, I was going to fire him. You know, I was going to not have a doctor anymore, but I realized that's childish and uh, I'm a grown woman and I was successful in business and everything else, but in my own life, the worst thing for me is that I can't eat like a normal person. In that respect, I am different. And uh, my weight got up to over 270. Now, how much further, I don't know, but when I thought I was coming back to OA, I lost a few pounds. That's when it said 270. <laughs> so who knows? I mean, it could have been 280, but I was really scared about that three. And, you know, I didn't want to be the person saying, and I was really scared about that four. And I think my body would have popped at five. See, I have really small bones, and I'm supposed to be a small person. I always said I'm big bone, and I'm really tall, and I used to be five, six and a half, and now... I'm 5'2". I don't know what happened, but it wasn't... <laughs> it, it's away. you see. It happened. But now uh, I have 18 years of abstinence back-to-back, -back, and I have a life beyond my wildest dreams, just like the book. I have... I can't say everything's perfect, but I can say that I can go anywhere, and I fit right in. 
and they don't know I'm 83 because they think I'm still 82. <laughs> My son always says to me, Mom, you don't look a day over the birthday you just had. <laughs> and uh, I always say thank you. And, you know, I, I'm very young inside because I missed a childhood. I missed, um, I missed a lot of years. I had a lot of years. In between OA, there were 28 years. That's a long time to be controlling, to be bitchy, bitchy, not itchy, uh, to, be, to be very unhappy. And my younger son says, used to say to me, he's an artist, and he said, Mom, you can quit smiling. And I said, why? And he said, because your eyes tell me you're crying. And you know, artists, they can see right in your soul. And he always could see that. And I said, you know, it hurts, to, it hurts not to smile. My face is that way because I want to pretend. I want to think that I'm happy. But you know, happiness is. And you know, they have that little cartoon, happiness is. Love is. I, I didn't know what it was until I found a higher power, and I call him God because I think that's his name, and I had a sponsor that always said to me, I never apologize for what I call my higher power. I call him God, and I didn't have one at the time, so I said, you know, I don't know. I can't find one, and she said, you want to borrow mine? Well, I'm Jewish, and she was Catholic, and, and she had Christ all over her house, you know. And I, I, I said he was a nice Jewish boy. <laughs> and, and, and I said, if that's the case, I'm going to borrow yours. And I did. And uh, that, was, that was the beginning of the end. That was the beginning of a new life. And I'm so grateful that I have a higher power that I call on 24-7. Whenever I want to, he's not far away. He's in, in my heart, and he's in my hearing, too. I hear him really clear. I, I don't always like what I hear, because it's usually to straighten up, fly right. You know, it's, it's usually you can do better. That's what I hear. You can do better. And when I want something, and you know, whatever we want, we think maybe if we're nice to God, he'll, he'll you know, it's no deals with him. I mean, I, there's no deal. Uh, I always say, you know, I introduce myself like he's never seen me before. And then I say, you know, I guess I don't have to do that. But um, I have great reverence for a higher power because... That's my, my thinking is, my thinking still screwed up. That's step two, they weren't kidding. <laughs> you know, they weren't kidding because step two is really, it's not admitting I'm a, I'm a, I was fat and I was unhappy and I, I had heartburn 24-7. I was always living on um, Rolaids, no, not Rolaids, uh, whatever they are, <laughs> uh, Tums for the tummy, that kind of stuff. I was always, 
I was always sickly from, uh, you know, weekends. I will binge weekends. I live by myself. And I close the curtains and move my car so nobody knew I was home. And then I would go on a binge for the weekend, and I'd come back to work, and people would say, so where did you go this weekend? And I said, you know, I can't remember. I mean, I was really, I was really drunk on food. I mean, and it was sugar. It was straight sugar. I mean, it was all the junk in the world, but it, it wasn't food. I never sat down and ate a meal. I didn't know what a meal was. It was just, it was either binging or starving. And either way, you know, I say I like being anorexic, but I have to tell you, I just like being okay. I like to just feel good. I like to have my weight fluctuates one or two pounds at the very most. I'm not one of these people that give me a 10-pound leeway because 10 pounds would be a drop in the bucket. When you come in as a 100-pounder or so, you know, what's 100 pounds? I mean, if you've got more than that, it's like, so I took it in 10-pound increments, and I celebrated every 10 pounds. When they came off, I said, I never want to see you again. <laughs> you know, I never, I never want to put this back on. Um, it's, it's done. It's over. Um, I'm not sure how long I have, but... Okay. I, I just, what I want to say is, I want to tell you that I was hopeless, powerless, never without clothes on, lots of clothes on, and uh, I never killed anybody, I never hurt anybody knowingly, I was really a nice person, but you know what? In my self-beating up, I was the most hateful person to myself. I treated me shabby, really shabby. And the greatest thing I learned is to literally fall in love with the person I, I am one day at a time with the help of God and this program. I can't do it myself. I can't do it alone. I never could. I can't do anything alone. I can knit alone, but I'm learning the iPhone 7, and I, I had to go to Apple all the time. <laughs> and pardon me, but there's no calories in this Apple. <laughs> and, and no carbohydrates either. You know, I've, I've done all the diets I will ever want to do. I eat like a human being. I have breakfast, I have lunch, and I have dinner. And I don't have snacks because those snacks would be binges for me. Uh, a lot of people do. I, I'm in the valley a lot. I would say 85% have snacks. And I think, God, that's wonderful if you can do it. But I can't. I can't because I was the grazer. You know, I was always looking for something. And it was usually the little shop downstairs in the big building I worked in. They had newspapers, and I would hide the candy and stuff under, inside the newspaper. God forbid anybody wanted to read it. Because, you know. But the thing, the thing is, 
I wanted to be free of all the inside job I did to me. I, I wanted that, and that inventory, you know, I've taken so many since I, over this 18 years, and I take a tenth step every night because I want to do it right by me and my higher power. And what may be right for you may not be right for me and vice versa. But I know that um, I just, you know, people say you go with the winners. And I say I just go where the love is because where there's love, I, I resonate with that. And that's what I've always wanted. I wanted to love me enough that I can love you. And the thing is, I've always loved everyone else, but I hated myself. That's not a good, not a good way to live. And I, I always wondered why I was so damn disappointed when I tried to do something. I never heard, you know, here in, in a way, you, whatever I say, you're going to clap. And <laughs> that's really, that's really neat, you know. I mean, it's really great to have people clapping because they like it. Or they, they don't have to clap. They could sit on their hands if they want to. The thing is, I like myself enough that I can really like you. And I love newcomers that say, you know, I don't think they, that'll work for me because. And they tell me all the reasons. I said, tell me one reason why you think it might work. And she said, I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> and I said, you want to you continue your life this way? She says, no, I'd like to lose weight. I said, what else? No, I'd like to be happy. <laughs> oh, well, you found the right place because I'm certainly happy. And I, I have everything and everything I need. I have everything I need. Not everything I want, because that would take 400 lifetimes, and I, I've had them already. I know that whatever I really want, if I want it, I will work for it and I will get it, if, I, if that's right. But I still run it by something greater that tells me, sometimes not now, which means maybe later. And even that, I can live with that now because good things come to those who want and who need. But God's taken care of all my needs, and uh, I just think he's the greatest because I could never fill all those needs. And no human being, you know, my poor husband, I mean, uh, thank you. I, I... my husband passed away, but I, I got a divorce before he did. And I always like to say I lost 180 pounds, and that's when he left. Because uh, I had 180 pounds of pressure. He traveled all the time, and I was raising two, two our, our two sons. And I didn't really want to do that myself. And... Um, so I got the divorce, but we really still loved each other. And when he passed away, I said, you know, I felt really bad. It was many years later, and uh, he died of cancer. And 
that was just my life, you know. But I didn't make him my life. My life is really dependent on a power greater than myself and a very loving one. And I wish that for everyone in here to find that because it's worth, it's worth hunting. It's worth checking it out because it works. Anyway, I'd like to spend some time for questions and answers. And, oh, by the way, I lost 155 pounds. I've been keeping it off 18 years. Thank you. So, okay. Do you have a that daily routine that you do each day? Do you practice your program? Uh, uh, do you have a daily routine? I can't hear. Daily routine? Daily routine? A routine? Daily routine? Uh, wake up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I always say surprise, because I never dreamed I'd live so long, you know. But um, I have uh, medication that I take. Uh, I have no high blood pressure anymore. It used to be skyrocketing. Um, but I take my pills first thing. And, and um, I know a lot of people pray right then and there. But I have to get the pills first. And then I take them and I have breakfast all figured out. It, it's always the same breakfast. For some reason, I was never a breakfast eater. But I had been since I've been in OA. Uh, this time, and uh, uh, I make that, and then after I eat that, then I say, now I'd like to do a little something, so I do uh, um, some reading, or it depends, like I have two days a week, I go to physical therapy, and uh, so I have to be there at 8.30, so I, I have to do the prayer after I get home. But um, I, I do prayer, and I do uh, sometimes a little writing, sometimes a lot, and make a few phone calls. And then um, I'm mostly a sponsor. I mean, I, I, I like to call my sponsor, but I don't have much time, which is terrible, because I, I, I need help just the same as everybody. Uh, then I have uh, lunches always... It's usually a salad and um, protein with it. Uh, I can tell you it's pretty much the same. I change change what it is. I don't eat the same lunch every day. Um, and uh, the afternoon, uh, it's a lot of phone back and forth, lots of uh, people on the phone. Now that I got the iPhone uh uh, there's a nice voice on there that says, you know, I will call you back, and then I have to check with it to make sure. I'm getting used to it. It's taking me a little while to figure it out. Um, and then uh, dinner is always, like, still like the main meal, but it's um, a protein, a vegetable, a salad. Um, and for dessert, it's always piece of fruit, uh, whatever is in season. Uh, apples are pretty good now, except for the eye apple. <laughs> um, anyway, that's a routine for the day, and I go to three meetings a week, and I uh, take service positions. 
And I think the service positions get me to that meeting no matter what. And it's funny, I'll get there on time and everything, but for my friends, I'm either early or late. And uh, I, I haven't worked that out yet, but there's always something to work on. You know, that's the thing. And uh, I hope that answers your question. Yeah. Thank you so much. When you had that 28 years between when you first came and you came back, like what what happened? Like did you think about going back, or did you, or and then what made you finally decide? Well, I called my sponsor for a long time, and then um, she passed away, and then I started losing people in my family. This all came over that early period of the 28 years. I lost first my mother. No, yeah, first my mother, then my aunt, who was like a second mother to me here in California, and then I lost my brother, and, and my mother died, everyone died in my family, my father had died 10 years earlier, and um, the grief was overwhelming, and so I think I cried through many years but kept it all inside. Dangerous, very dangerous, because I couldn't eat for a long time. And then when I did, oh my God, it was, it was horrible. So I call those the dark years. I don't remember much of it, but I worked all the way through it and made the best money I ever did. This is what's crazy. I made good money and thought that was everything, the out, outer things. And I was, I was always crying on the inside. Always Pagliacci, that was me. So uh, 28 years were the saddest years of my life. And I thought, I'll never make it. I mean, I was planning to die much earlier. God had something in store because I don't know how that happened. I mean, I don't know, but I know if I'm only here to give you some hope, it's worth everything to me because that's what people did for me. And people held my hand and they loved me and said, you're going to make it and you don't have to eat about it. And that's the greatest thing. So hang in and live and live to the best of your ability and know that you've got the best program. It's fun. On top of it, you meet the best people with the best heart. The best heart. Any other questions? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Maybe this is a little similar to the previous one, but what would you tell to a young person coming into OA? Um, Help them stick it up. Oh, I, it was held at, um, um, on Pico Boulevard. It was in a synagogue, and I thought everybody in OA was Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. And I thought it was a Jewish disease. <laughs> I, th I thought it was strictly either Italian or Jewish. I mean, or maybe both. I had a sister-in-law that was Italian and Jewish, and she couldn't cook. 
and I couldn't believe it. How, how, could, how could that be? She didn't know. My brother had to cook everything, and he did. He, he really was a great cook, unfortunately. But uh, as a young person coming in, I, I just thought it was a miracle. I saw people, they were showing their belt and how, how they don't fill it out anymore. And they said, no doctors, no pills, no shots. I said, this is it. This is for me. Because I was sick and tired of pills and shots. I lost a lot of weight. My uncle was a pharmacist. And he unfortunately gave me placebos and told me it was a new pill. And I lost 25 pounds on placebos. (laughs) And I told him, this is the best thing I want to refill because... I wasn't nervous at all. I, I, I felt great losing weight, and he said, and he smiled. He said, there was nothing in those pills. So that told me I'm nuts. I should come to away. 